0: This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 35, as the New York Rangers go into their Western road trip uh, on top, man, they take care of Carolina, they uh, take care of business uh, so far in February, and they start the month off red hot, and hopefully they can continue and have a successful road trip here as they, you know, uh, tour through Canada. Uh, they even come back home and play the Winnipeg Jets uh, at the end of the week. So here we are, uh, New York Rangers fans. We have Tarasenko. We still have a lot of hype built around the trade deadline. Um, other moves are possibly on the horizon. Uh, our team is on fire. Our power play is back. Our play and strong suits of last year have seemed to have returned. If you're a Ranger fan like me, you don't really know what the hell happened, uh, if it was just a, a switch went off or the fact that the New York Rangers um, finally figured it out and learned how to you know, compete again on the power play and just get pucks to the net. So, yeah, there's so many things uh, to cover with this team. Uh, I think it's important to note first that Andy had brand- band practice tonight, and I am recording before the Vancouver Canucks game, because uh, it, they lost. If you're listening to this the next morning, they played a rookie goaltender uh, playing his first game, so they got shut out, unfortunately. No, I don't know. I don't know how the Rangers are going to uh do on this road trip. I think they are certainly on a high right now, and, you know, I don't want to, um, you know, obviously count, you know, count chickens before they hatch here but they should take care of business against vancouver i expect two points uh oilers are going to be tough and calgary are going to be tough you know at the end of the week so and then you know they return home and play winter pick jets so that's technically the following week on monday but yeah you know i think i think it's important for the rangers to at least go two and one here on the road trip you don't want a complete dud of oh and three one and two kind of sucks obviously but a two and one record after you had a really successful start to this month, I think is really important just to keep things flowing, you know? And, you know, I know this is the point in the season where, you know, uh, points are at a premium, you know, the Carolina hurricanes don't lose often. And that was a huge win for the New York Rangers. And the fact that the, you know, New Jersey devils don't lose often. So for us that we have to pick up points whenever possible. Um, I I was going over, you know, with a with a buddy of mine. You know, the Rangers go seven two and one in a ten game stretch. They lost two points to Carolina and they lost one point to the Devils. So you know, a seven two and one, although it's good to make the playoffs, it's not good to win the division and it's not good to leapfrog and try to get the home ice advantage for the first round um, against the New Jersey Devils. So that's how good the Rangers have to be. That's what expectations are at this point. Um, you know, with the addition of Tarasenko, we we seem to be much stronger. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for the rest of the month because I think after February, you know, there's really one more full month of hockey left. And the New York Rangers are going to be, you know, pushing for, excuse me, either that division, you know, winner or home ice advantage over the Devils. I don't see a world in which, you know, the Washington Capitals, the New York Islanders or the Pittsburgh Penguins leapfrog us <clears throat> for that third spot. I just don't see that happening. Um, if it does happen, forget about it. We're, we are not. Um, yeah, we we are in trouble and I will press the panic button. But anyway. Yeah, the Rangers, their last 10, 7-2-1, won five in a row. You got to feel good right now about this team. But just to put it in perspective and not to bring everything back down, but, you know, you got to grip reality sometimes. And the reality is the last 10 for the Carolina Hurricanes, 8-1-1. The last 10 for the New Jersey Devils is 7-1-2. So, Listen. It is tough, it is tough, 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 and this is why you know you got to bring your A game every night, you got to get points, and you got to beat the teams that you know you're better in, better than. And you know, Vancouver is one of them, so I, I don't see the New York Rangers losing this game. Crazier things have happened. I hope they're focused, I hope they're ready to compete because Vancouver. Um, I know they're on the outside looking in, but I don't think they think themselves as a team where, um, you know, they should just roll over and play dead. I, I think when a team gets rid of their, you know, their top players, usually those teams kind of start to play well again because it is a kind of a slap in the face to the guys left on that roster. You know, it's it's one of those things where, well, we didn't believe in you. We removed your best player um yeah now go fend for yourself you know these guys are competing for contracts they're competing for ice time they're competing just to stay in the nhl and you know it's a it's a competitive game and the rangers certainly cannot take their foot off the gas pedal all right first things first let's talk a little bit about uh you know, I didn't really want to do this, but there's just so much talk, and I know uh, the group chat I'm in with you know diehard Ranger fans. They they are obsessed with Patrick Kane. They want Patrick Kane at all costs. Um, they they would actually trade Fox and Igor straight up for Kane, and re retain all the salaries. That's that's how that's how badly they want Kane right now, and. It's a little troubling because it's just classic old New York Rangers. We need to get the older veteran guy who used to be an all-star. And listen, I know he had a great season last year. I know the Blackhawks are really bad. I know he wants to be a New York Ranger desperately. You know, he was upset about the Tarasenko trade, kind of shocked. But there's also been, you know, he's also implied that, you know, It's not over basically till it's over. So um, Andy told me today that apparently there's discussions that a third team could get involved uh, to retain even more salary to make Patrick Kane available. And uh, yeah, I just I don't I don't really I don't want him. I don't I know that sounds crazy, but if you're going to be able to add a player like Patrick Kane, I would rather add two more depth pieces. Because in reality, I don't know. I don't know how long, like, you know, I don't know how, you know, we're one injury away from just throwing the season out, in my opinion. Like, and it it could be anybody. It could be a Fox. It could be, you know, Keandre Miller, which is why it's important to really have the best possible uh, defense in depth. You know, if Fox gets hurt, we're fucked. You know, I'd rather have one more key defenseman that doesn't even play. And I'd rather have one more key forward, a Tyler Mott, uh, you know, just someone out there that, you know, can play a feisty, aggressive game and just kind of be a nuisance out there. And I don't know what Patrick Kane has. You know, I don't know what he has left in the tank. And everyone keeps saying, you know, oh, the injury is overblown uh i'm not really that injured so basically he wasn't trying the whole season that's what we have a guy that he really doesn't give a fuck was going through the motions until the trade deadline so he has a chance to win dude you know spare me the bullshit i don't want that type of player um listen patrick kane is probably one of the you know he's up there with madonna joe mullen as you know the top you know american players of all time that i appreciate watching on a you know nightly basis, and you know what he was able to do with the Blackhawks is unparalleled, and it's one of the most you know decorative and amazing careers that any NHL player has had. But I don't want him. He's in his mid thirties. He's an eighty eight. I know he's born on the later end of eighty eight, but he's thirty four, turning thirty five. <clears throat> he is uh, on the softer side, um, especially now. He's not a burner. Uh, I know his vision would be elite. He would be probably really good in the power play. But at the at the same time, it's like we need to be faster and we need to be stronger. We have enough skill. We need to add, you know, really, you know, strong, fast players that although they might not have a ton of skill, they can be effective in the playoffs. They can be effective when, you know, it's, it's a uh, – um you know, a 2-2 game in triple overtime, and, you know, they still only played 15 to 20 minutes of ice time, you know, that's the guy that you want to, you know, go out there. Still, who's got his legs. You know, he's going to be gritty. He's going to get, you know, a puck to the net and and score a fluke goal. That's the kind of addition I'm looking for with this team. We have the star power. We have Mika. We have Panarin. We have Tarasenko. You know, we have Adam Fox. We have Igor. You know, the star power is there. We have the physicality, and, and, you know, Conjury can be physical. He can be a burner. He's not afraid to step up. Truba, our defensemen, all together, have been so huge on the offensive side of the puck. You know, we need to bear down, be better defensively, be a little bit quicker, uh, be a little bit more hungry and desperate, and, you know, I'd rather have a couple more depth players on this team than I would rather Patrick Kane and that might be a hot take and i i completely understand it and i will say if patrick kane ends up on the new york rangers i will be number 1 shocked but number 2 i will embrace him with everything i have i mean the the kid is truly one of the you know amazing players that i've ever seen you know just what he's been able to accomplish on the ice is unbelievable i will accept him But I'd I'd rather go a different direction. But if he ends up a New York Ranger, I have the right to hop on the Patrick Kane train and ride along all the people that are calling me a a fucking idiot right now. So I have my ticket. I don't really want to go. But I have the Kane ticket in my hand. So I'm not opposed if this is the only move that the New York Rangers can make but I would rather the New York Rangers go after depth pieces. And I'd be really, you know, I'd really find it hard to believe that Drury couldn't add a couple more lower end players um, that can really beef up, you know, our depth and the fourth line, because, you know, I I really do think in the playoffs, if we go in some deep series, it would be beneficial to have fresh legs, some of those games. So um, yeah, we'll see. And heaven forbid, you know, one of those players goes down, you know, we, the options are limited, especially on the defensive side of the puck. You know, I like Harper. I, I, I there's a, certainly a spot for him on this roster, but we could improve that, that roster spot for sure. On the deadline, we could improve our fourth line. We could, um, you know, I'm not totally sold on, you know, Lacision being down there on the fourth line. I think he's pretty slow. I'd rather get you know, a speedster um, that can cause chaos out there. And I think if you're going to have a fourth line with Goudreau, having a guy that's a little bit faster and, and hopefully they can create a little havoc and, and, and throw pucks on net and, and pop a couple in. And I think you'll appreciate the speed in uh, in the playoffs from a team that I wouldn't say is over not fast. We are not a fast team. But we can transition at times. We can be fast and play fast. But overall, we're really just not a fast team. So, uh, look to get quicker. That's that's what that's what I want. Um, and just to put it in perspective, we're going into this trade line trade deadline with the Dallas Stars conditional first round pick, our real second round pick, and the, the Colorado Avalanche's third round pick. Uh, we have no fourth, no fifth. We have two sixth round picks and a seventh round pick, so the picks are there. You know, um, the only the only picks that you know I think for the New York Rangers would be in twenty twenty five. We don't have a second round pick, so. Um, but that that's that's for that's for later, James, to uh, stress out about. Um. What else? What else? What else? Oh. Uh, you know, another thing I also found interesting that, you know, it's been five years. Has it been that long since the letter went out? Five years since the letter went out that the Rangers were going to start their rebuild. I, you know, I, I kind of knew that the New York Rangers had this coming. I knew all through the Lundquist years that we were close, but we were not a Stanley Cup team. Teams that won the Stanley Cup during Lundqvist's era were offensively gifted. Uh, they didn't win by winning two to one, you know. We they didn't win by having the best goaltender, you know. If you look through, you you know, even the Blackhawks at what they had Niemi their first first Cup, Crawford their other two. Um, yeah, you can say you know, you could say Quick was obviously a a, a premier goalie. But look at the Penguins; they did it, you know, with questionable. You know, I mean, I know Flower was there, but you know, I'm not, I'm not sold on. You know, the focus of those teams were not goaltending. You know, you know they had Crosby, they had Malkin. You know, the you know Blackhawks had you know a star-studded lineup, and they had gritty guys, Duncan Keith, just a fucking minutes eater. You know, and then you know, even if you look, you know, prior to that you know the era where the devils won their stanley cups that was goaltender you know that they had obviously gifted players like the rangers did but you know Brodor's, you know arguably the best goalie to lace them up um and they played a defensive trap and that and that worked so yeah i think you know there's a flow of the nhl and the Rangers were always behind the times when it came to you know what it took to win a Stanley Cup and I always felt that the New York Rangers should have been a little bit uh, more invested in their offense rather than you know so much so with their goaltending and you know I thank Hank for what he's done and obviously being part of you know my youth of watching the New York Rangers grow up but I always knew that he was never going to get a cup ultimately it's just not how the teams were built. I mean, you saw all the great goaltenders. Well, at least two of them, you know, just never win a cup. You know, even like Pecorine never won a cup. Uh, uh, C- C- uh, Carey Price never won a cup. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist never won a cup. You know, when you're the, the focus of the team and you're the face of your franchise and you're a goaltender, it's tough because you only really bring one aspect of your game and that's stopping the puck. And when the teams other teams have the you know can put the puck in the net it just you kind of you know negate the whole you know benefactor that you have or the 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 winning factor that you have so yeah just something to keep in mind anyway go back to the rebuild you know obviously we had a huge change in in management during the middle of the rebuild um say what you want i mean I, i think the people and I was probably one of them. Andy might have been one of them too. That really thought, Gorton got you know shafted with JD. Uh, you know they wanted a slower approach. I think there was a case certainly to be made, but after last year, it's kind of hard to say that you know the, it was a complete mistake. I mean, Drury really did great at last year's trade deadline. He added some key pieces. He added a shooter that we desperately needed in Frankie Petrano Uh, cop obviously coming in was great until he got hurt yeah it's just these players were were key additions and we did really well and obviously we went to an easter conference final where we lost to let's face it a better team so yeah it's just one of those things where you know you can't believe how time flies and you know to see where the new york rangers are now And it only really being five years, and and maybe it was a long five years of because of the global pandemic that we had in the middle of it. But, you know, overall, you know, we really come a long way. I mean, teams rebuild for decades, you know. Could you imagine being a a fan of, the like, the Arizona Coyotes? Like, you've done nothing. Like, nothing. I I think I want to say they won one year with Doan. Maybe they went to, maybe they won a playoff round. But overall, I mean, jeez, I mean, it sucks, you know? Imagine being a Vancouver Canucks fan. I mean, yeah, they made it to the cup final. Again, Luongo, uh, the Sedin, like, but they've been struggling for a while now, you know? They were a team that was built for a Stanley Cup, and they they went down, and, you know, Elaine Vigneault ruined that team just as much as they, he did with us. No, he didn't ruin us, but you know where I'm going with it. Yeah, it's just... Um, yeah, it's wild that it's been five years, and it's it's one of those things where you know you you gotta sometimes take the time to appreciate what the Rangers have been able to do and how they quickly you know created a, a contender. And obviously, we had a little draft luck uh, or draft bad luck, depends on how you look at uh, Lafreniere. But uh, yeah, you know it's just it's crazy how things you know can turn around so quickly, either through a draft, the key key pieces bringing in you know trading uh with Zabanejad, getting him and you know just him being such a core piece to this team you know it's amazing you know how how badly we won that trade so yeah um what else what else what else um crafts off I see a lot of people bitching about Krafts off, and I think whenever it comes to players like this, whether it was Lea Anderson, you know, Krafts off, uh, I feel like there's one more, um, yeah, like Jones. we um, can even say, even um, I don't, I can, you know, the now I can't, a linquist Sorry, daughter has double ear infection, so just battling through. Um, you know, just dealing with her. Anyway, yeah, it just, it's no secret that the New York Rangers have kind of fucked up a lot of their youth. Um, A lot of the prospects that we've had have not had pleasant experiences within our organization. And, you know, for me, for me to sit here and bash an 18-year-old player about his attitude Um, when I personally thought he was good enough to make the team, I thought he should be playing. I think he should be playing in this lineup. I don't see a reason why his defensive metrics are just fine. Um, I saw a couple tweets. I wish I could give them credit, but you know, he was kind of following along in the footsteps of a, of a Kako and look how Kako turned out. You know, his main focus was how great he was on defense. And then, you know, now offensively, he has so much confidence with the puck and he can be trusted in any any game time scenario. So, yeah, I I do think that the player not wanting to develop in the minor leagues sucks. But at the same time, if you're a better option than what is being played here at the NHL level, I also understand you being like, well, fuck this. What the fuck? I'm like, if I'm not... a if not given a spot now why would I even be given a spot later when I'm already better than you know some of the talent that they had here so yeah I mean listen it's a valid point I see both sides but ultimately the New York Rangers have fucked up enough players and you know mistreated enough players and that I kind of take the player side um yeah it's just it's a tough scenario again And people always like bitch about, you know, but they're 18 years old. They're fucking children, you know, and most of the time, you know, they're from another country. So this is a foreign land. Yeah, well, then why don't they go fucking play in Hartford and develop? It's like, well, you know, a kid that probably doesn't know where the fuck Hartford is. And, you know, he barely speaks English. Uh, He's looking at the NHL team. I'm sure his agent is telling him, well, you deserve to be playing. I don't know why you're not playing. So he's probably like, well, get me the fuck out of here. I'd rather just go back to Russia, my home country. And you could say, listen, that's a bitch attitude. But at the same time, it's like, if you're better than the players that are currently on the NHL roster, I can understand having a piss poor attitude because at the end of the day, yeah, they're 18, but this is also their livelihood at 18 and they don't want to be dicked around. You know, it's, it's a fucking grind to make it to the level that they are at. And for them to sit there and be like, well, I'm content just uh, having players that are worse than me play over me and get more ice time and be rewarded, I'll go to Hartford like a good boy and just, you know, play. And it's like, yeah, he, should he go there and develop? Absolutely. Is there is there um a path to get to the NHL? Absolutely. But when you're a first round pick and, you know, your agents, you know, blown smoke up your ass and, you know, everyone wants... Um, you know, everyone's telling you how great you are. It's fuck fucking hard mentally. It's a it's a different it's a whole different animal. You know, it's not like he's a fifth round pick. He was a first round pick, expected to play, and he wasn't. So, you know, it, it's funny. It's funny how, you know, Kraftsov was taken, I believe. Hold on, let's let's find out here. Hold on. I wanna get the exact exact number. Um we go Vitali Crafts off. Um, here we go. Drafted ninth overall. I was right in my head. Uh, first round, drafted ninth overall by the New York Rangers. He he is only seven picks away from Lafreniere is. Lafreniere sucked, and he never got. You know, he got demoted for a few few games. Maybe he played a game on the fourth line. But Lafreniere never missed any time and he sucked. And you cannot make the case to me that Kraftsoff is really that far behind Lafreniere. And Lafreniere has been put on the first line. Lafreniere has been put on the second line. Lafreniere has been not able to move off the kid line. You know, what would the kid line look like if you had Kraftsoff there? I know Kraftsoff plays the right side, so does Kako. But you know what would it look like with you know Kraftsoff on the left side rather than Lafreniere? I'm just saying. I listen. I think Lafreniere has played a lot better since we got back, and he looks like a completely different player, which is great and phenomenal news for the New York Rangers and New York Ranger fans. But let's not fucking pretend here that Lafreniere has been absolutely crushing it. It just seems like we pick and choose who we want to allow to. You know, live mistake free and just play as much as possible. I know Lafreniere was the first overall pick, but don't you think the ninth overall pick should take a little bit, you know, give the benefit of the doubt too? It's just, it's a little backwards thinking, a little backwards logic for me. But like I said, I see both ways. At the end of the day, you know, we just lost a, you know, a 6 3, you know, a 6 3 right winger and that we desperately need and we're letting him walk away because we just don't want to play him consistently thank god thank god we have um Jimmy VC to step in you know he does look like he's uh a guy that's determined to not only stay in this lineup but be in the top six of this lineup so uh gotta give credit or credit is due and it's one of those things where listen if he just so happens to have you know, a little chemistry with uh, Panarin, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep him there. And, you know, you scratch your head, just like you scratch your head with Strom, but here we are, you know, if, you know, four goals in, in in the game and VC looked, you know, like he was certainly a part of that narrative and the reason why he was able to be successful. So yeah, overall, it's just, you know, it it is what it is. I know it's not a deal, and I know everyone's saying that's exactly why you need Patrick Kane, but it's different, man. It's real. It's so different. You know, you're talking about bringing in a guy that's not a speedster. That's not going to be working as hard as you know Jimmy VC. That's a guy who's had a you know had obviously an injury issue. Now all of a sudden it's overblown because he wants to get traded. And listen, they're playing the, the Chicago Blackhawks right now. Are playing the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Maple Leafs have been tied to Chicago uh, Kane as well. Did Kane score today? No. Sam Lafferty scored his ninth goal of the season. Jesus, they are not a good hockey team. Anyway, uh, yeah, and that's pretty much all I have for you. You know, I can't wait for Andy to come back so we can do a big oh. One thing I wanted to say. Stadium Stadium series. February eighteenth, twenty twenty three, Washington Capitals versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Is it me? Or there was there not a single friggin' advertising thing promoting this game. It's this is like so beyond the NHL being awful at their job. And we have a stadium series in Raleigh. And it's like I had to log on to NHL.com and see the the banner to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot they do stadium series. And I forgot it's the Capitals and the Hurricanes this year. Like, this is – it's just so bad. The NHL is so bad at this stuff. But anyway, uh, if you're listening to this, I hope you're in a good mood because the New York Rangers won. Uh, we will be back obviously again on Monday, uh, and hope everyone enjoys their weekend. And, you know, uh, we have two big games against the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. So let's fucking go and let's have a little road trip here. Three games, six points. Let's, let's, let's fucking get it.